This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Stokes looking to get it out wide to the right hand side and Joel Senior he's going to oh, go in field Jed Garner 25 more, more yards out he's gets it back, back well. to Joel Senior here he comes on the overlap oh. couldn't quite play it in and it's over oh. the bar we should have broke the net we oh. should have broke the net it was David Tatonda coming up from the That's left the hand side the game so far Wimbledon have had everything let's be fair they've had the ball in our half asking all the questions and then a break Ball into the box. Garner held up well. Out wide to senior. Tonda needs to do better. He's got to hit the target. Yep. He has to hit the target from there. I know he's a left back, but he's still we've got to test the keeper. It's it's that. You know, even playing it at amateur level, you know that trying to hit the ball as hard as you can is probably not the best way to get the right contact to, to keep it down. And that was Tonda's problem. It was you know, a, a lack of composure perhaps, went for too much power and just lifted it over the bar. Lee Brown down the left-hand side. Cross comes in oh, from Curtis, flicks towards the back of the net and AFC Wimbledon have taken the lead early in the second half here. And it's Omar Bugel with it. From close range, firing past Archie Mayer, ball down the left-hand side. Brown initially, Curtis crossed it from the left. Bugel finished, eighth goal of the season. And it's AFC Wimbledon 1, Morecambe nil in the 50th minute. And these look like they're danger man, and I think they've been peppering in crosses all game and it's, it's it's finally rewarded in a goal I think um, fair juice to Wimbledon on that we'll be disappointed though with the way that we've let the cross come in it's just seemed to end up between the centre-backs and the holding midfielders it, it's going to be such a frustrating goal for Jen Brannan to concede because it is I'm afraid just quite a straightforward goal to concede Wimbledon have not done anything spectacular there it's out on the left it's a low cross it's a good cross but it should be dealt with if you've got bodies within the box and if you're defending your box strongly so really frustrating having defended mainly pretty well within their own penalty area to give Bugel what was essentially a tap in what yeah. six eight yards out it's a, it's a disappointing goal to concede just looking at the uh, the replay cross came in it was flicked on the edge of the six yard area and Bugle just got in between David Tatonda and Jacob Badeau, six yards out. Nothing Archie Mayer could do about that. That's nice, nice. feet from David Tatonda. And that's nice oh, feet too from Guion Edwards. Gets a shot from range away, which oh, takes a, just a little that's nick off the shirt. Out that's for a corner. That's what you've got out of nothing. Love the uh, progressive play by Tatonda as well. Quality and tight spaces there from Edwards. It really is impressive, his close control. and. Uh, how easily he can find a yard of space that the shot wasn't particularly dangerous, was it? But big, big chance here for Morecambe to, to get a shot at goal. And Guion Edwards is going to put this right in the mixer, I reckon. We've got uh, quite a few of the big lads up from the back. Stokes is going to fancy it. Comes in right underneath the edge of the six-yard area. It's going to fall on the back post for Morecambe. Cross comes in and it's into the back. Yeah! And the flag stays down, and it's Chris Stokes with it. Is it Stokes? I think. I thought it's Charlie Brown. It's. I think it was Stokes with the final touch. Oh, was... Either way, the ball hit the back of the net. Corner from Guion Edwards over on the Morecambe left, right-footed in swinger. Wasn't cleared at the back post. 
back it came in. I think it was Chris Stokes. Either way, it doesn't matter. 74 on the watch. It's Wimbledon 1, Morecambe 1. I'm glad we've got the experts here to identify the Morecambe scorer. Cause I... <laughs> As I saw it, the ball was headed away. Davenport and Songo worked it really well. And then a low cross. I think it was Stokes who just got in front. I'll tell you on the hand. replay. Here we go. Either way, it's an instinctive finish and a, and a brilliant it's connection. definitely Chris Stokes. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Free kick, very long. Referee puts the whistle to his lips, brings proceedings to a close. So the points are shared here at the Cherry Red Record Stadium this Saturday afternoon. Thanks to an equaliser 16 minutes from time from Chris Stokes. It was the second phase of a corner taken on the left-hand side by Guion Edwards. Wasn't cleared at the back post. Ball across from Jan Songo and it was smashed in from close range by Stokes for his second goal of the season and celebrated in front of a jubilant away contingent uh, away to our left-hand side. Uh, before that, Wimbledon had taken uh, the lead five minutes after the restart and the eighth goal of the season from Omar Bugle as well. Ball down the left-hand side by Curtis on the edge of the six-yard box and Bugle couldn't miss really tapping in uh, past the stranded Archie Mare to give Wimbledon the lead and that's how it stayed for a good 25 minutes or so in the uh, second half Morecambe huffed and puffed knocked on the door we didn't really test Alex Bass for the whole of the 90 minutes I can't remember the Wimbledon keeper making uh, a save of note but uh, we were busy we were industrious and we got our rewards thanks to that Chris Stokes equaliser 16 minutes from time Charlie Brown could have won it a few minutes later just couldn't quite get on the end of a Joel Senior cross from the right hand side late half chance quarter chance really uh, from Guion Edwards from a very very tight angle uh, from uh, the uh, corner uh, taken by Jacob Davenport but uh, overall Ali Maxwell EFL aficionado and uh, one half of the Not The Top 20 pod our uh, special guest co-commentator this Saturday afternoon I think Morgan can be overall pretty pleased with the point I would absolutely agree with that I think it's a fantastic point to get uh, if you can avoid defeat against the teams around you when you travel there especially off the back of what's been an incredible away uh, period of form as well I I'm really really impressed with the character shown after going behind I'm impressed with the mentality of the team and how they try and play in possession uh, and of course it was an excellent finish from Chris Stokes getting in front of his man uh, a really really difficult skill to guide a, a low whipped cross like that uh, into the net and, and really really impressed so I've enjoyed my time watching this Morecambe team and I'm, I'm really pleased for them that they got a point because I think they deserved it not at our absolute scintillating best Tom Collins Mr Shrimps online going forward but uh, we found a way of getting an equaliser yeah massive result I would have uh, taken a draw today not an easy place as I said just, just now um, they've beaten Mansfield and Barrow here very difficult team to, to play they've probably got one of the best home records in League 2 the way they pressed us and put us under a lot of pressure uh, after the goal and we, we kept tight we defended well put bodies on the line showed a lot of experience we also had to respond to Ched Garner going off injured which I'm a bit concerned about and I think we responded well we showed a lot of versatility to mix it up and, and players played in a lot of different positions so full credit very proud of the way that the players have played for Jed again today got a great result um, to get a draw a difficult place sets up nicely to go to Walsall on Tuesday and then home against Grimsby so two very very um, 
two two very winnable games, I should say. Hopefully, and I, I'm, I'm a fantasy against Warsaw on Tuesday, I have to say. And then Grimsby, potentially the return of uh, of, of Dave Artel uh, to the Mazuma. But the Grimsby are five-one down at the moment to Doncaster over. Oh, so we'll wait. Wow. We'll wait wow. and see how that transpires and the ramifications of that potentially in the uh, in the next few days. But overall, we've gone. Three wins and a draw from four away games. We've got the victory at home against Sutton United. OK, we didn't play very well in our defeat at home against Colchester, but that's three wins and, and, and a, well, four wins, really, and a draw in six games. I mean, that gets you in the top seven, Ali, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic form. It really, really is. And, and I did not see this run coming uh, from what is a new, uh, certainly a new attacking unit, uh, a new manager to a certain extent. I'm, I really am very impressed with the last month's performances and the results. And results seem to have gone broadly, I would say, in, in Shrimp's favour today as well, with Harrogate uh, drawing away at Crewe. It's a good point for Harrogate, but it's still, uh, you know, Morecambe don't lose any ground on the team that started the day in seventh. Gillingham lost, uh, and Notts County lost as well. So, uh, yeah, I think a decent set of results all, all told as well for in, in the battle for seventh spot. We are a point away from Harrogate in seventh place and we've got a game in hand that game in hand is against Warsaw on uh, on Tuesday night that uh, that is a now a, a very very important game indeed yeah it's just refreshing to be start you know in the back of our mind um, we have uh, the lingering ownership issues that we all know about as supporters of Morecambe Football Club but through that Jed has just got on with the job and we're not looking down anymore we're looking up um, it's very difficult to look at a scenario where we are going down right now and it's all about looking up and that's full credit to the way that Jed has pulled this squad together. You look at the front line, who takes arguably one of the best strikers in League 2 out of us in Mickey Mellon, uh, Michael Mellon. You take Tom Bloxham, Adam Mayer, Eli King out the side. JJ McKinnon. JJ McKinnon, who's second top scorer out the side and we're still able to get goals and we're able to play a system. I mean, in any walk of life, whether it be at work or or at a football club, if you take half of a of any team out and then just expect them to, to do a certain behaviour and get a result, that's yeah. an amazing achievement that Jed's able to do that. The thing I would say about Jed is that the players seem to be enjoying the football under him. They mm. seem to be relaxed. You, um, Ali's pointed out senior, but I wouldn't just say the senior. I think across the team, everyone seems to be really enjoying it. You've seen Charlie Brown getting a new lease of life. There's a look across the team as players that seem to be really enjoying the football under Jed Brannan and under the uh, on, on the next uh, not the top 20 pod alley it's going to be about Joel Senior obviously <laughs> but uh, who else has impressed you in the Morecambe shirt today well yeah I, I just you know w one of the things that we know that other fans of, of EFL clubs are always interested in um, one thing that transcends you know club uh, partisanship are, are exciting young players and, and players who have uh, who are kicking on and reaching a new level and, and certainly I, I will think of Joel Senior uh, on that front today uh, I thought that the, in general the front players were, were fairly quiet it didn't quite happen I would mm. say for, for most of the front players in possession today uh, I was really impressed with the, the the final tactical tweak that Jed Brannan made to bring on Rawson uh, you know he, he won four or five headers in, in the space of 10 minutes and if those aren't won if those are flicked on and if the ball bounces around inside the box you never know where it will end yeah. up so that was absolutely yeah. perfect at that time uh, and of course there might be more fans who would have liked to have seen attacking changes to be made to try and win the game but uh, I, I actually think that was absolutely appropriate at that time and uh, so, so Brandon himself will, will take a lot of credit uh, I think for, for seeing it out Wider League 2 Ali there are currently seven clubs separated by one point <laughs> yeah blimey 
all vying for that seventh spot. Where's your money? Yeah, I love this division. The, the, the gaps between teams. Of course, there are some with big budgets at the very top of the league right now. Wrexham, Stockport in particular will probably wave goodbye to them. And, and then the league will get back to its natural shape, which is compared to all the other divisions uh, above it. Uh, there are fewer gaps in, in budgets and therefore in the quality of teams. And that's why it's so volatile. And that's why you get these big chunks of teams that can play all the way to the end of the season, knowing that a good run of form, a good month can carry you into the top seven. So, look, I'm looking at it now and uh, I, I genuinely cannot call it I, I think Wimbledon are a good team um, they, they've definitely they will feel like this is a, a disappointing result that they've given away a lead and they've dropped points that would have had them into the playoff places I still think they look pretty sturdy I think they're they're a team that aren't going to lose a lot of matches playing this kind of way so uh, I think Wimbledon probably for me would be my pick uh, at this moment in time it's ridiculous isn't it Newport in 14th just two points off the playoffs <laughs> never yeah. known anything like it ah, it's fantastic it's absolutely fantastic and look you know we, we are looking at this chunk of team uh, teams but Barrow lost again today and they're in poor form at the moment um, you know it's there's, there's no reason why some of the teams in sixth and above might not have a wobble and be sucked back into that pack as well so you know everything is still on the table in League 2 and, uh, and that, that's why it's such a pleasure to talk about on the podcast every week Ali, it would be remiss of me not to uh, at least give you the uh, the opportunity for the sales pitch. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening to this right now uh, listen to not the top 20, but for for the for the people who are living under a rock, what is it? Where can we find it? Yeah, so we we are an EFL podcast. We talk about all three leagues: Championship, League One, and League Two. We find the the humour within them, but also we we think that they are fantastic sporting uh, competitions, and so we just enjoy keeping those listeners updated every single week with the the big stories, the funny things that have happened, the the key performers as well. And we try and just provide a level of insight and passion that we don't think the EFL receives in the mainstream media. Uh, and in the last year or so, we've added a, a written offering as well on ntt20.com. Uh, there are three pieces a week delivered straight to your inbox. Uh, and we just, again, try and cover as much as we can across all three leagues. We don't just focus on the championship. We love highlighting young talent, exciting teams, exciting young managers, and, and just trying to have a bit of fun with it while also you know, giving it the, the, the quality coverage that we think it deserves. And it was a gap in the market, wasn't it, really, why he set it up in the first place with George? It absolutely was. And, and look, I'd love to say it was strategic brilliance from us. It really wasn't. George and I have, have been friends for since we were 10 years old. When we were 22, 23, we had a lot of time, a lot of energy, and, and we felt very strongly that this didn't exist. But we didn't do it because we felt it was a clever thing to do, a gap in the market, that we could build a business around it. We have just been very fortunate that it was well-timed, and you're right, the passion is there. The volume of fans that, that go to games and that watch online on iFollow, follow their teams from across the globe. There are hundreds of thousands of fans of EFL clubs, so there's absolutely an audience out there, and anyone that always you know, thinks it's, you know, condescends us a little bit, and they pat us on the head, they say that's <laughs> nice, that's really nice that you cover those leagues. Well, it, it's not a niche, it's, a, it's, a, it's the biggest sport in the world, and hundreds and thousands of fans, so uh, we're very, very motivated, and we don't see ourselves as a niche whatsoever. Ali, it's been fantastic to have you on co-commentary this afternoon, thank you so much for, for your time and for your expertise, we've really enjoyed it, and I think uh, people listening back home have as well so uh, thank you very much thank you dave yeah the first time i've done anything like this and uh, i couldn't have had a better time so thank you dave for inviting me on and, and tom for keeping me company and holding my hand as well just make sure you don't get run over on your bike on the way home <laughs> that's all i'm saying uh tom very quickly before we go because i can see that uh, jed brown is just about to emerge from the tunnels i need to jump down for to do post-match two massive games coming up now six points would be great wouldn't it yeah, just I would say main goal is to keep unbeaten. Um, Walsall, while I think it's very winnable, it's not an easy fixture. Um, keep unbeaten and keep in the mix, basically. Keep in touching distance. And um, we're going to have some challenges with losing Jed Garner, but 
I just love the spirit of this club um, and team, and I'm really behind Jed to go and uh, to push us on and to have a, a playoff push at the end of the season. But can't be more proud of this club and and team at the moment. So, um, thanks for having us on, Dave. Uh, we're always welcome, Tom, anytime you like. And uh, Ali, we're going to get you back on absolutely as soon as we possibly can as well, if that is all right, gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Jed, a one-one draw against Wimbledon today. Not your best performance. A good point in the end. Certainly was. It was a great point in the end. I'm not making excuses, but we had an illness right through the camp today. Had five, six players who, who were well off it because of, because of this illness. So showed the character the lad showed for the game, just to go out on that pitch and to get away with it. We could have sneaked at the end as well. Obviously, we our best performance, but I was just so delighted the way the lads all dug in together. Joe Adams was one who was who was set to play, I believe, and ended up this sickness right at the end. Yeah, we uh, woke up this morning, there was a few of them complaining, they weren't feeling too good. I looked at Joe and he was white as a ghost there, uh, oh, we weren't ready to play, so hopefully we'll get him back for Tuesday, so he was a big loss for us today. He must be delighted then, the way that, you know, you went behind 49th minute and they could have had a second, but you kept in the game as you've been doing for so long this season, to get the point that he probably deserved in the end. As I said, look at the character in the, in the team, it's a, to come go from the goal behind there and come back to, to, to really win at the end. With, with what we had out there today, carrying injuries, Jan was injured, Guillaume was injured on the pitch, uh, Davenport feels his hamstring, we lost Jed Garner, the list goes on. I'm not a complainer, I'm really not, but it was tough today. He lost Jed Garner quite early, that, that's a bit of a worry for you? Yeah, we'll assess him tomorrow, and Davenport tomorrow, and Guillaume, uh, see how they are tomorrow when they wake up, and we'll report to Ollie and see, see what happens. Talking to Guillaume Edwards, he, he came off the bench again, and he just makes an impact every time, doesn't he? Yeah, I think at the minute all our subs that come on now, we've got such a, a, a strong squad. Any any subs that come on, they make an impact in, in our game, and they've done really, really well for us. Chris Stokes, an unlikely goal hero again. Yeah, the goals are spreading right to the team. I don't mind that at all. Um, yeah, it was a good finish to be fair. I think one of uh, Jed would be made up with that himself, but he uh, just got his toe onto it and put it in. Looking at the results all around League Two today, how important a point was that for you away from home? I've said from day one, any you get a point away from home in this league, it's it's really good. It keeps you up, keeps you up there with the rest. Um, obviously, they would have won above us today. They would have beat us, so it keeps us in the mix. A game of very very few chances, but uh, you always look like you could get something. But you had to defend well as well. Yeah, I thought first half we, we weren't particularly at our best, but we done some moves. We had some fantastic moves, uh, one touch football, and David could have scored back stick early doors. Um, to be fair, he normally scores then, but. Taking that away, we, we weren't at our best. In the second half, again, we looked really tired and looked five or six players looked very jaded. Now looking for Tuesday, another midweek game against Walsall away. Is it a case of now just managing those players for that game? Definitely. Well, well as I said before, we'll assess, assess tomorrow and see who's, who's injured, who we've got available. Um, this is where, obviously, you need a big squad. and it's a, It is a squad game and Tuesday will take us to the test, yeah. It's funny how a sickness can go right through the camp, can't it? It's madness. It's not just the players. All the staff feel the same. They're all the same. So none of them are telling lies. They're not that type of not that type of lads. They're all great lads, and I feel sorry for them today. But they put a great effort in. And Tuesday again, we mentioned Walsall. It's just another big game for you. You're right up there still, right in the mix. Every game now until the end of the season is going to be a tough, big game, tough game, big big game for us. So if we can put a run together now from now to the end of the season, who knows what can happen? Well, Chris, a one-one draw today. Thanks to your goal there, tough doggy performance. Yeah, it was. We knew it was going to be a tough game there, a good side. And we knew it from the first time that played them, even though we beat them, say, was it 4 1 in the first game? Say, it was a dogged game up there as well. So we knew coming out it was going to be a tough game. And say, we take the point at the end of the day. Probably one of those games where we didn't play at our best, did we? But 
to get the point was, was, was a great result really away from home yeah, it's important when you don't play well you stay in the game you, I was saying to the boys when we're 1-0 down you, you try and keep it at 1-0 for as long as you can because you know you're going to get opportunities we've got boys in the team that can score goals and create opportunities and say fortunately we've got one today and we, we got ourselves back in the game and say we went on, we're trying to win it we weren't just holding on for a, a point we're looking to win games we want to be up there come into the season so we know that we have to be in and around to win the games and say we take a point at the end of the day and we move on to the point from your goal talk us through the goal yeah just see the I think it's the second phase of play the ball went out and I sort of you try and lose your man you try and get yourself free and so I just try to get myself at that front post and say so just poke him you don't score that many do you but they all count I've always said I, I like to back myself to score five a season so I've not played that many games this season so it's, it's, it's tough to score from when you're sat down here so <laughs> but yeah see when I'm playing I, I like to think I can pick up, pick up for a goal and so I fancy myself so in, in around the box you always get the opportunities that the ball's always bouncing around so you get yourself you get yourself free and then say so you have a chance of scoring a goal It's not the first time is it that Morecambe in the past few weeks especially away from home have come from behind to get a point get a win it just shows a real determination of the team Yeah we've sort of changed our mentality we've had a mentality of sort of going behind and that's it if you, oh, like, you, you can't be like that and it's, we've changed that and we all, I think when we go goal down, it doesn't. I don't think it even affects us. We carry on the way we go, and we keep staying in games. We, we, it doesn't, I don't think our mentality sort of changes. We keep playing the same way, and it's it's been a massive step in for the young boys as well. We've got a lot of young boys in our team, and it's been a massive learning curve for them. That when you go one 0 down, you can't just say sort of crumble. You sort of, you got to roll your sleeves up, especially when you're away from home. It becomes even more difficult. So yeah, we, you keep it to one 0 You always you, so you always get opportunities in this league. You always get chances. So. That's what it is, you see. It was me today that got the goal, but say we've always created opportunities and hopefully they'll carry on that for the rest of the season. How nice is it for you now? You've, you've had a, a good run in the team now. As you say, you didn't play much early start of the season, but you've uh, seemed to have cemented your place there and seem to be enjoying yourself. Yeah, say I'm on that sort of right hand side of the sort of defence. So it's, it's not, it is what it is. So I, I don't mind playing. I've played there in the past. Say so you just got. You, I say I'm old enough now. You, you do a job, and that's what I'm doing at the moment. So, say Faz is back fit now, so we'll see what happens from there. But I'm, I'm enjoying being in the team, and it's important that whoever comes in the team, that whenever the boys have opportunity to play, that they do well. And that's what we've had this season. It's, it's a squad game. It's not just 11 bodies that we had at the start of the season. There's probably a lot of the boys are playing. It's sort of the same sort of team week in week out. But you're never going to do that for 46 games. It's impossible. We've had boys that come in. Look at Dabs scored the winner the other week. He's hardly play, hardly played all season. Bags the winner, and that's what it's going to be. We need boys that to step up because we're going to get from now, now to end of the season. It's going to be nick, knock, knocks and niggles that we're going to need everyone that's in the squad. And see, look, Charlie Brown now, similar to myself, he's come in, done really well, and it's, it's important that boys that are ready, that so when on the bench, that they're ready to come in and play. Fifteen games to go, some mad results again today in League yeah. what, uh, League Two. Yeah. It's it's anybody's, isn't it? That yeah, playoff spot. I've, I've been in this league long enough. Anyone beats anyone. It's not. It's so tight, and it's even the teams at the bottom. I think they're they're the ones now that they that they can they can get mass, any any sort of result. And you see, even look at like a Tramia that we go and play them the other night, and they're sort of now thinking, oh, have we got anything to play for? You, you get sort of them mid-table teams, and they can be, they can do anything. They're going to be stopped up four 0 So the results are crazy, and you just got to be in there. See, you want to be in and around it for the last ten games. I've always spoke about the last. You want to be in there for the last ten games, and that's when it comes. You sort of know who's going to be out that half a chance to get into the playoffs or go up or go whatever. So we're trying to get in around it. There's a lot, lot of games to go yet. So hopefully in around them 10 games to go, we're right there and we've got a right opportunity to get to get ourselves out of this division. Another game quickly on to you is Tuesday night against Walsall away. Another tough game. Yeah, we've seen their result as well. You look at their result today. They've gone and beat high fly Mansfield. So that just shows we've got another tough battle. We've got another away game. 
you've got to roll your sleeves up and go again. That's what this league is. It's, it's relentless. It's, it's game on, game on, game on. So the boys are ready to go again. We, we recover, rest up, and it's important that we get, go Tuesday night full of confidence again like we have today. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for not only downloading this episode, but also for your ears and your eyes on Shrimps Live. A reminder, we are the only place where you can hear full match commentary for free of every single Morecambe game this season, home and away, uh, right here on Beyond Radio on our FM and DAB Plus digital radio services across North Lancashire and uh, Morecambe Bay. You can subscribe, of course, via iFollowShrimps uh, via MorecambeFC.com. Thank you so much to our special guest co-commentators as well. Everybody knows Tom Collins, of course, Mr. Shrimps Online himself. Uh, thanks very much, TC. And also Ali Maxwell as well. Delighted to have Ali on co-coms for the Wimbledon game uh, for uh, his expert insight. Uh, of course, you already download the Not The Top 20 podcast. I know you do, but uh, go and find it if you don't. Uh, and uh, of course, it's everywhere uh, online. And hopefully we'll get Ali back on at some point in the future as well, because I know he, uh, he really enjoyed himself. So Ali, thanks very much indeed, mate. Uh, we really appreciated your company. Let's look ahead to uh, the next game then. And it's uh, a busy old couple of weeks for Morecambe coming up. It's the rearranged game uh, back at Warsaw this coming Tuesday night. It's a 7.45 kickoff. I've checked the early weather forecast doesn't look too bad. It doesn't look like it is raining on Tuesday evening, but uh, I think we're going to be all right, actually, uh, for the trip back to the Poundland Bescott Stadium. And uh, let's look ahead to that game. And another chance to hear my chat uh, uh, with uh, Ross, who's the man behind the WFC Vlogs TV. Uh, massive, massive Saddlers fan and uh, the ideal man to get the full load on on Matt Saddler's men. Uh, how about that? Surname Saddler manages the Saddlers. Uh, Matt Saddler's men uh, ahead of our trip there uh, this coming Tuesday night. FM, DAB, just before 7.40. Full match commentary for free on Beyond Radio. And, of course, listen and watch via I Follow Shrimps. So, Ross, thanks for jumping on our podcast, mate. Really appreciate uh, looking ahead to our game on uh, on Tuesday night. Before we talk about that, uh, give us the sales pitch, if you will, for... Uh, Warsaw FC vlogs, what's it all about? How did it come about and where can we find it? Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, thanks for having me on, first and foremost. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, it's been a thing now I've been doing for two and a half years now, I think. Um, I started in 2021. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying it, you know, just creating videos, vlogs, previews for Warsaw and pretty much League Two and football fans to watch, really enjoy. Um, since I've been enjoying doing it, it seems to be uh, fans watching, they're also enjoying it as well. So, Yes, yeah, so I've been doing it for two and a half years now. I'm looking forward, um, you know, to continue and see where the future holds, really. And what made you start it in the first place? Um, I, I, to be honest, I think I took influence off a fair few other Warsaw YouTubers, really, which has lots of Warsaw fan TV. Seb Tyler, who does Super Salah Seb. Um, I took an inf- influence off them too. So I saw them two doing it. I thought, why not? You know, why not me do it, really? Um, obviously, me being me, I love football. I love Warsaw. You know, doing this sort of thing was uh, was meant to be really. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really, mate. And there's been an explosion, Ross, hasn't there, of uh, this kind of fans-led content over the last few years? And I suppose it doesn't matter who you support, really. Uh, the more content that fans have got to enjoy and absorb, the better it is for everybody. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent, yeah. So let's talk about the game then. Uh, well, before we talk about the game, actually, let's talk about the January transfer window uh, for yourselves, Ross. Uh, how has it gone, ins and outs? What do we need to know? Um, 
I think January transfer window overall has been pretty promising, really, from a Wolves point of view. Um, obviously, they didn't start the way we wanted it to. Obviously, losing um, their star striker in the first half of the season, Freddie Draper, um, had him on loan from Lincoln at the start of the season. Obviously, went back after his sixth month loan and has obviously finished. Um, he's obviously been our, you know, our main threat really when going forward from the start of the season up until the start of January. Obviously, when he left, um, he's in double figures as well when he left us. Um, for me, Freddie Draper's, you know, an excellent player and he was punching above his weight really in in League Two. Um, I think he's definitely one for the future as well. Um, you know, for Lincoln as well, I think he's a top quality player. So losing him was a huge blow for Warsaw. Um, but obviously we brought in the logs of Josh Gordon, uh, who obviously was signed, who obviously played for Warsaw during the 2019 season. Um, obviously signed him back uh, from Burton Albion on a season on a yeah, on a loan deal until the end of the season. And uh, so it was good seeing him back. Obviously, saw Mo Fall as well from Fair League too. So Doncaster, um, once again, he's a striker as well. Um, so. I think overall, I think our draining transfer in has been pretty promising, but obviously I haven't mentioned him yet. Jamie Jellis, who we signed, um, I think it was last week now, uh, from Tamworth, midfielder. Um, obviously, he won't be in action very uh, any time soon due to him being injured. Um, but I think overall, like I said, our January transfer window has been very promising. Um, it's just whether these players are going to be forming to win the only in the season, really. Now, you lose Freddie Draper, your young top scorer, we lost mm. Michael Mellon from Burnley. I think it's been that that common trend, hasn't it? And and, and a season long loan deal. It isn't a season long loan deal anymore, is it? It's a half a season. And yeah. if they do okay, back they go. If they don't quite do as well as, as as what the parent club wanted, you can keep them. That doesn't quite seem fair, really, because I suppose whatever club you support, you can't plan for the whole season because you've always got that mm. in the back of your mind that you're going to lose them in January. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, and obviously, going back to the point you made about Michael, is it Mickey Mellon or Michael Mellon? Yeah, yeah, Mickey uh, Mellon Jr. Yeah, yeah. At the start of the season, when we played you guys at the opening uh, game of the season, he was definitely a standout for me. Uh, I thought he was uh, very lively on the ball. Uh, I think, he, in my opinion, he's a huge blow for you guys as well. I think he's a great player for League Two. Um, and how many goals has he scored now? He's got to be. In he got figures. fifteen before he got recalled. Yeah, which obviously tells a story, really, doesn't it? Obviously, for me, Michael Mellon's a a top quality player for League Two. I think you had anyone alone from Burnley, was it Burnley you had anyone alone for? Um, so yeah, I think Freddie Draper and Mickey Mellon are two very uh, good players that both sides have lost really in this January transfer window. But you've, you seem to have recruited pretty well, all things considered, a bit of a fan's favourite coming back. Somebody mm. from West Bromwich, Albin Mo Fowl played against us uh, when he was on loan at Doncaster uh, a couple of months ago. What he's got about he's into double figures, isn't he? Or there or thereabouts for the season, recruiting from non league as well. So, uh, you've had a bit of a mixed bag there, yeah, 100%. Mate, uh, obviously, when the rumor came out and uh, the week he signed, uh, I think a lot of Wars fans were saying, um, you know, let's get him in. Obviously, he's in double figures already for, for Doncaster, and um, we'll just below, I think it is. And um, obviously, you know, we're coming from Doncaster and scoring the amount of goals that he has for Doncaster, considering where Doncaster are, you know, you could say that. Um, you'll be feeding on scraps, really. So, um, fair play to him for scoring the amount of goals that he has, really. So, I definitely do think when we, you know, when we announced the signing of Mofal, it was very promising from a Borsa point of view. And obviously, he made his first appearance last week against Sutton. Again, he looked very lovely on the ball. Very unlucky not to score as well in the uh, in the last stages of the second half. Had a golden opportunity that he didn't take. And so, we could have argued that he could have gone on the score sheet last week against Sutton. And so, overall, a very promising signing, really, Mofal. I would expect him to make a start on Tuesday against yourselves. 
let's talk about your manager, Ross, as, as well. What do you make of uh, of Matt? I suppose he's uh, he's been up and down in in the fans' eyes. You seem to me as an outsider, you have a few good weeks, everything's rosy. You have a few bad results, it's all terrible. You need him out. Where do you stand with Matt Sadler? Oof. You know, this is a topic that I think a lot of Warsaw fans could go on to talk about for absolutely days. Uh, but I think Matt Sadder as a whole, um, when we appointed him at the start of the season, we were one of the things where I don't think a lot of Warsaw fans were, you know, too pleased to have seen him being appointed as Warsaw head coach. Obviously, he was, he's been with Warsaw as assistant coach for a good three to four years now. Uh, and he's been involved in teams that have each individually failed, really, in League Two and League One. And obviously, he played for us as well as a player. Um not long ago as well. I think it was a 20, the lockdown season he played for us. He'd come back to play for us. Um, so I think overall, I don't think much, many Warsaw fans are really pleased to see him back as a head coach. Um, but I think that, you know, lately I think he has proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong. I think the start of the season, you know, we had a really poor start to the season. Um, obviously, you know, it was a start, you know, the second, uh, second game of the season against stop up when we obviously won that one. Um, but I think from that one, we, we didn't win a game in the whole of November. And I think a lot of Warsaw fans, well, the majority of Warsaw fans, including myself, were calling for his head at that point. Um, but we go back to, you know, early December. I think we were undefeated in December. I didn't lose a single game. And obviously beat Wrexham. An excellent performance against them. Um, obviously beat Crew on Boxing Day as well. Two very good performances during the during the festive period. Uh, so I think them two games, you proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong. Um, but lately, against last, last week against Sutton, you know, it was one of the things where but the thing that you know frustrates me the most about Sadler, he just doesn't seem to roll the dice. Uh, you know, on a regular on a regular occasion, you sometimes think to yourself, "Okay, we're one 0 down, or we're two 0 down." You know, just go for it. What we got to lose? Um, and that's what's you know frustrating a lot of Warsaw fans between now and the end. Of, you know, during the uh, so far this season. Um, but I think if there's one manager that he's definitely going to take Warsaw for, I definitely don't think it could be Matt Sadler. Um, I think a lot of Warsaw fans would possibly agree. Um, but I think the football, the style of football that Matt Sally was trying to implement and trying to introduce is something that could potentially get us out of League Two. When it'll be, who knows? But I definitely do think uh, Matt Sally has proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong in the last few weeks, to be fair. And what is that style of football that we can look forward to seeing on Tuesday then, Ross? Um, I think the style of football that he, he tries to implement, you know, playing it from the back, you know, keep the ball on the deck as much as he can. Um, very rarely, or, you know, on a few occasions, do he lump the ball up top which is something that we haven't seen under under a fair few managers. In the last few managers under Marco Flynn, we heard last season, Matty Taylor um, obviously just got sacked as Shrewsbury manager not long ago. Um, obviously, I had him um, the season before Marco Flynn. So I think a lot of managers have come towards and, and introduced a style of football of just lumping the ball up to our strikers um, and hope that the strikers hold it up and you know link the ball off to our, our wide men. But that's the style of football that we haven't seen under Matt Salah this season. I think he definitely tries to um, overcomplicate it sometimes, but I definitely do think when it works, you could say that the solid football he's, he's trying to introduce is very good. And then that's why I think if he was to keep it up and if he was to find that level of consistency, you know, there's no reason why we can't go anywhere near the top six this season or in the foreseeable future, really. So I definitely do think he's solid football that he tries to introduce. And he's obviously getting the ball out from the back, keep the ball on the deck, and obviously bring others into play as well. 
Now, it seems ages since we played the reverse fixture, Ross, and that was because it was way back the the opening day of the season yeah. back in, in early August. I was on holiday in Greece that week, so I was watching on iFollow from my hotel balcony. But uh, a lot of water's gone under the bridge for, for both teams uh, since then. And uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, the two lineups on, on Tuesday night are going to be very different to the two lineups, uh, certainly from our point of view, I think there'll only probably be two or three players who start the game on Tuesday, who started on the opening day of the season, and and that's going to be quite the channel. I suppose that's the the nature of the loan system, isn't it? As uh, as it is in modern times, but uh, quite a lot has happened overall for yourself, though, Ross. How do you see your season up to this point, and what constitutes a good end of the campaign, a good second half of the season? Well, I definitely do think um, at the start of the season. Um, as we always say, um, it's got to be this season we get promoted. It's got to be this season, um, but it always tends to just come back and haunt us, really. Um, but I think if he was to tell me that, if he was to ask me that question at the end of December, I definitely would have thought, I definitely would have said to you, um, okay, you know, who's to say we can't push for the top seven between now and the end of the season? But after last week's performance, disappointing performance against um, Struggler Sutton, um, I can't see that happening between now and the end of the season, really. Um, it's one of the things where you know, on paper, you know, we've got we have got a team that are capable of getting promoted this season, but we just we haven't found that level of consistency yet this season, um, which has really killed us um since the start of the season till now, really. Um so I think if we were to play like we did against Wrexham on that Friday on that uh, on that uh, Tuesday night, I think it was or Friday night, um there's no reason why we could have been in the top six, no reason why we can't be anywhere near the top six or at least the top ten um between the only end of the season really, but just again we struggled to find that consistency on the match side of this season, which is something that's cost us, um, you know, so far this season, really. But overall, between the end of the season, I'm hoping that we can at least get a top 10 finish. And in the playoffs, um, I said this in last week's preview with the, um, with the Sutton fan, um, I definitely do think the top three won't change in terms of Wrexham, Stockport and Mansfield. The M3 have been the best three teams I've seen this season. I definitely do think the M3 will go up in terms of automatics, but just who gets them last few spots in the playoffs, isn't it? I think, um, obviously, you guys have been there and thereabouts um, all season, really. Um, so, definitely do think you could stand a chance of getting in the playoffs. Obviously, you've got IFC, Wimbledon, Aquinton, um, Barrow, Crew, all in that playoff, you know, all in that playoff contention. So, I definitely do think between the end of the season, a top 10 finish is definitely what Walsh are going to aim for. And I think just the playoffs between the end of the season is definitely do think some, something that and um, we need to uh, look into next season, I think, now. And the longer you're in League Two, the harder it seems, or certainly psychologically at least, uh, uh, to get to, to get promotion. Walsall have been in the League Two club for quite some time. Yeah. You need to get back into League One sooner rather than later. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I think we've been into League for about six years now. And I, think this, I remember the first season we got relegated into League Two, I thought to myself, yeah, this is going to be easy. We'll get promoted straight away. Uh, but it just shows that it just... A really poor league, isn't it? League two, which is one of them leagues where it's really difficult to get out of. Um, and once you're down there, you know, it's a scrap to get out of. So, I think you know, the last few, you know, last five to six years have definitely been in the hardest years to be a Walsall supporter, really. Um, and I think you know, every season we say to ourselves, okay, this season we'll get promoted, it doesn't happen. Um, and we always have that team to have that bit of optimism at the start of the season, but it never seems to pay off. And uh, I think again, we had it at the start of this season as well, but it just never seems to pay off, does it? And it looks like to be the same next season as well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, mate. So it sounds to me then, Ross, as if if we catch you on one of your good days, you're going to really give us a good game. But if we catch you on one of your off days, and, and from what you've said, 
you never know what's going to happen on from one game to the next almost, uh, then yeah. we, we might be in business. Yeah, 100%, Mark. I think it's one of the things where on our day, you know, we're proving in this league that we we are capable of beating the big teams in this league, such as the Wrexhams, the Mansfields, the Stockport. I mean, last two weeks ago when we lost 3-1 away to Stockport, it wasn't a 3-1 scoreline. So I think for me, we matched Stockport in terms of physicality and playing overall football. I think we just lacked that bit of quality up front on the day, really, which cost us against Stockport. Um, but I definitely do think that we gave Stockport a good game two weeks ago. So it shows that we can compete in this league. But again, I go back to the fact that you just finding that level of consistency and consistency is the key in League Two, isn't it? Find that consistency, you put a you know, a good three to four a winning streak together, you know, enough in the playoffs really. So um but I think overall, like I say, it's just finding that consistency, isn't it? Really appreciate your time, Ross. Thanks very much indeed for, for jumping on our podcast. So I'll ask you one more question before you go. And that's yep. about your ownership. Um, Morecambe's ownership issues, well documented uh, at the moment. They rumble on and on and on. Not so long ago, Warsaw were in a, a, a broadly similar situation, but uh, you found saviours with, with American owners. And, uh, well, it, it seems from an outsider as if it's gone pretty well and, and, and the, the ship has been steadied, to say the least. Yeah, 100%. Man, obviously, we got took over by Travilla last season. Um Obviously, you know, fully um, understand why we was took over by Trevella. Because Lee Pomley, our chairman, that was the season before, and um, obviously came out with a statement saying um, we obviously got these American owners lined up. Uh, obviously, it wasn't planning to appoint them as, you know, full-time chairman um, until we got out of League Two. So we wasn't, you know, wasn't expecting it to be any time soon. And um, obviously, when we appointed Trevella, Trevella, uh, Trevella Group as, uh, as co-owners of Warsaw Football Club, I think they all club was absolutely um, over the moon to see it happening, uh, see it happen. Obviously, it promised us um, a lot of things on and off the pitch, including, obviously, we have a Sadler's Club, which is like a little bar outside the Warsaw, Warsaw Stadium, which they promised that they, uh, they'd reopen at the start of last season. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, it was only just opened two weeks ago. So, there's little things like that that have, you know, shocked a little for your Warsaw fans in terms of, okay, the promise was this last year, but it's only just happened. So, I think, um, overall, I was happy to see Trevelyan Group be appointed as co-owners of the club. Um, but again, I go back to the January transfer and obviously they've come out with a statement at the end of November saying, you know, addressing Warsaw fans and um, saying, you know, we're not happy with how, you know, the, you know, the players are performing lately. So obviously they come out and said, um, wait till the January transfer window and we'll bring in about, you know, a few handful of good players, which we've seen this, you know, we've seen in January, they've brought in a fair few good players. And um, so in terms of that, you know, they've definitely promised something um, and it's shown really so overall Travella Group very happy with how you know them conducting themselves this season but last season I think it was definitely one of the things where uh, obviously we, you know just start you know just getting used to the trainings really pretty much and the bills all being paid no issue with wages being paid on time I, that that to me is your first and foremost as a fan of any club that's what you want isn't it you want to know that regardless of how it goes on the pitch you're still going to be have a football club to support next season yeah, 100% mate, 100%. Ross, really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you so much. Good luck for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I, some Morecambe fans know this, but not as many as perhaps uh, should know. Uh, I am I am actually a closet Warsaw fan myself. 
I, yeah. I was born in I was born in Warsaw. I was a season ticket holder at Fellows Park and then at the Bescott Stadium for a good number of years until I started working in uh, in, in radio and actually commentating on, on, on various clubs uh, from about uh, 2001 each onwards, just after the Paul Merson delightful era, actually, uh, in case you're wondering. But um, I, I, I have a lot of affection for Walsall. I hope Morecambe beat Walsall on Tuesday. Of course I do, but uh, it's going to be great to be back at the... At the uh, at the best got on Tuesday. So we're really looking forward to it. Ross, good luck for the rest of the season. You're going to be absolutely fine. And there's always dark horses. There's always at least one dark horse that gets in the top seven. Yeah. And it's no reason why it can't yeah. be either of us, is it? No, exactly, mate. Um, you know, I was here what could happen between the end of the season. And uh, wish you best of luck for the rest of the season, obviously, apart from Tuesday. <laughs> Ross, appreciate your time, mate. All the best. Speak to you next time. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.